What up, what up, what up with it? It's Web's Day Weekly, yet again. Took a week off, but we're back <coughs> on a new platform. Welcome to Red Circle. Um, it's a new app that distributes podcasts to different platforms, and it's really cool. So this is our first week trying it out. Same old podcast, same old host. This is your boy, Synchronoise. In the studio, I got... A young high five. Say what's yo, up. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? How are we feeling? Oh, they're feeling good. You they better feel it. good. Oh, if they're listening to the podcast, you know they're feeling good. They're feeling great. Yeah, this just, I mean, if anything, they were having a bad day and listening to the podcast. They needed some. Up, right, so. they needed some Hubs Day Weekly. Yeah, here we are, being your weekly medicine. Well, you know how we do in here. Start off with a little origin story. Yes, so sir. give us the deets. How'd you get your start, sir? I would say production-wise, I got my start seven or eight years ago. Um, started off with FL because that was just like, that's just a dog I saw everywhere. People were like, FL is the way to go. Oh, Fruity Loops. Yeah, right? I was going to say, most people, I feel like... At least around that time, seven or eight years ago, I don't even know if people really knew, like, Ableton. That were just, like, random, just, like, everyday people. And, like, I had a bunch of friends, oh, a couple friends, one of my buddies, Mike, a different Mike, not Slow Boy, like a high school uh, buddy. He was using FL, and he lived and died by FL. And then we had other buddies, Brad and Zach, they were using... Um, I don't know if Brad still goes by odd job, but or ob job. Um, but he was using Ableton. And I was like, okay, so I kind of just like, which one do I choose? Like, da da da. And yeah, I don't you know. Got wh- to see both. And right. Like, see I see what worked for you. <clears throat> like, I didn't, I never got to see Brad produce because he was kind of shy, like, still is kind of like a shy dude. So oh, he would okay. never really show anything they were kind of like secretive but like mike would be like check this beat out look at this right here and like show us like different beats and shit like like here listen to this i made this and they're like super musical dudes like him and his brother steve um i definitely talked about them in our podcast oops 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 not not to get into that right away but i am starting a podcast we'll get in that time yeah Yeah. we'll we'll talk about that later about that later podcast yes um, but yeah, it was probably about seven or eight years ago. I got <coughs> FL first. I did torrent it. I don't know what else are you gonna do back then hey, when you have no money. Everyone's young and dumb. Right. And I was broke stupid. And you know what? I didn't want to, but I had to. It happens. I just. It happens. I just, pay for it if you can. If you can't, I'm not. T- I won't tell anybody. And. Definitely save up. Do what you got to yeah. do music. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> don't there torrent. are free programs out there. so There are know. free programs out there. But I'd say don't torrent. Save up your money. Do the free downloads. You can make a thousand emails and have all these different, was it 30-day trials most of the time? Probably yeah, 30, 30 days. I think Ableton is an 80-day trial. See? I mean, Ableton is God to me, so... Fuck it, you get 80 days in Ableton? I mean, shit. That's not bad at all. That's 80 heaters right there. That's 80 heaters if you work every single... Or at least if you work Monday through Friday, you get at least two a week. Three a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you really don't have the time. But you could work on a song, maybe like one song a week. You know what I'm saying? Just try and get some shit done. If you can. But trials are awesome. 
Yeah, they're Until definitely. They run out, and then you're like, hmm. what do I do, what do with my life? What do? But yeah, um, I had FL for that little bit, and I was like, this is annoying. I mean, there were some tutorials, but there weren't that many tutorials out at that time. And I was just like, okay, this is cool. Like, I figured out how to make a wobble. And I was just like, okay, I don't even know how to put the drums anywhere. Like, how do I do this without reading the manual? I'm not going to read a manual for a DAW, which, I mean, I guess I could have. And I probably would have been still using FL to this day, but I'm glad I didn't. So I quit doing producing of that nature. Um, about a year later, I met Vital Frequency. One of my hey, good friends. Shout out Justin. Yep, one of my best friends. He was a DJ, and he was DJing on his new mark. Oh, fuck. I should have looked it up before I got here. He was working on his... Oh, I want to look it up because it's like... It's was it, so... It wasn't the NV, was it? No, it was like the new mark, like, mix deck or something. Oh, my God. I hope this is it. It is the mix deck. This thing is like... It was a four-channel... Oh, this one's a three channel, but I'm pretty sure he had a four channel. But it's like a big old dude. Like it was. Oh, like, that's a hefty boy. Only a, three channels. I think. Interesting. I, no, I think his had four. This oh. one's just like a different one. But like, this boy was fucking huge. I could be wrong. Actually, it looks like all these have three, <clears throat> three faders. Oh no, here's one. Mixed that quad. Yeah, he had the quad for sure. Oh. So like. This boy right here oh, was a thick boy, and we had the USBs yeah. in there. Um, they had no waveforms, so it's just like old school. Like I don't even think it had the BPM by on ear? It. by ear. We had Whoa. to do everything by ear. Wow! He would, no he, way! Yeah, right. He would literally have to. He would have. We would have to mix. He would put like. He would like delete all of his songs and put like all 140s, and then he would delete all of his songs and put all. 150s or whatever just so you could just practice mixing without having to like figure out the bpm which is kind of smart because he was just learning in the beginning so like he would be like all right well i only got 80s on here so we were working with that we're like okay whatever and this one time we were hanging out after was it just a hangout or was it just like after like a no maybe it was maybe it was just a hangout but um him and his buddies were DJing and shit. I'm like, man, that's so fucking cool. And I was just like hovering over them, like watching and just being like, I wanna do this. Like this is something that's super dope. I've always I was always into scratching. Like that's cool as shit. Like yeah. you can't and no one can deny that that shit's not cool as fuck. And I was like, that's what I, I wanna do that at least for fun. That's what I thought. And then I went to Spring Awakening. And uh, uh, when it was at Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that, that was the good old days. That was awesome. I we went just to had the main stage inside the field In the there. field. Yeah. That was surreal. Like, the first time just walking on that field, like, damn, this is what these football players see, like, all the professionals. Yeah. Like, all these people just screaming at you, like, this is fucking wild. But did that, like, two, three years in a row. And after the first one, I was just like, oh, this is what I need to do with my life. Like, these guys get to fucking make whatever music they want and play to a bunch of uh, screaming fans that are just like more, you know what I'm saying? You play an hour and they want more. So it's just like, that's just something I need to do. And we, I just sat down. I was like, all right, what, what, what makes these artists successful? They have their own music. Okay, cool. I got to get back into producing. And then that's when, after I, I fucked around with the mixing, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then he finally got tractor and I was like, okay, I'm going to get tractor. 
excuse me, I pretty much copied him with everything. He taught me how to DJ and everything. And then I got Ableton a year, maybe like a year later, um, from getting that first FL. I probably got it like maybe six months to a year later and uh, tried Ableton, couldn't get it. Didn't really have, like, the tenacity to really try. I was kind of lazy about it. So for six months, like, almost every single day, I was practicing DJing just, like, nonstop, doing, like, four to five hours, headphones, uh, a little. I had another. I had a little new mark. I can't remember what that one's called, but it was, like, this little baby two-channel, like, the size of, a, like, a MacBook. Like, it was so tiny. Is like, that, like, the silver one? It was. It was. Mine wasn't silver, but it was... Uh, um, it was like, I, I don't know, they might have a silver one, but it was like blue, dark gray, a silver, and then like some black on it with okay. like, uh, and it was like this little, little two ba- two channel, little baby guy, like the fucking, the jog wheels were like uh, Lunchable pizzas. They're like that size, you know what I'm saying? Just like a, like a tiny little guy. Uh, oh, man. It was it was nice. You little just baby jog wheels. little baby jog wheels. You just throw it in your book bag. Um, throw it on in. That's um, your room left. Right. And oh, man, I don't even know if I, I don't even know how to look this one up. But whatever, I'll figure it out one of these days. One of two these channel, days. two channel mixer. You would think DJ mixer. That's what I had to type in. But I had that for like. I had it for so long. I actually had it up until, um, like, towards the end of our living situation in Purdue. Like, I had it all the way up until then, honestly. And um, I let someone have it because it just didn't really work. And I've dropped it a bunch to where it's just, like, the Q button didn't work. The play button barely worked. So I had to, like, learn how to – I had to learn how to um, – use the keyboard to push play and stuff. So I had to use a Q for the letter Q for the actual Q for left deck, uh, W to play and then A and S for the same thing on the second deck. And then you had like the one through four, one through five, um, Q markers. And then for deck A and then six through zero was deck B Q markers. And then like sync was like L or something for channel two. So like there was different things in there that you could use to work around it, which, was annoying because if you accidentally hit the Q button for deck two while it's playing and you're trying to mix in deck one, you just fucking lose your whole spot and fuck Whoopsie. everything up because it's literally right. It's just literally right there. It's so close. Um, but, yeah, I think I did that for, like, six or seven months, and I was like, all right, it's time to produce. Like, And that's when I actually had moved back to Texas. And first time I was in Texas, tried FL, came back to Texas, and – got Ableton after a while after I was like mixing a bunch and like playing some parties and shit like that my friends are taking me to and um I was like all right I know how to DJ I'm not like the best in the world but I'm definitely progressing into like something that's you know I'm saying I'm not shit like I actually know what I'm doing and so I was like all right I'm gonna start producing then it was just grinding every day like I was with DJing five to six hours or just like non-stop like I would go to school come back home do like four to five hours my friends would come over and hang out or we'd go out somewhere or whatever on the weekends we would always go somewhere and just fuck off with stuff and yeah I just been kind of working ever since in Ableton um went to school for audio engineering just so I could get like 
I knew what I was doing, but I just didn't want to like watch YouTube videos. Like the videos nowadays, you probably don't have to go to, I, no one doesn't really, I feel like go to school if you want to learn just like the ropes with audio and stuff and production. I feel like it's, it's a good investment in yourself, but there are so many well like written YouTube videos on how to like use Ableton with from the basics oh, to yeah. like the hardest things with like with any with anything nowadays like you you really don't have to go to school but hey I mean it's not the worst idea in the world yeah to do it but depends on what you're trying to do with it too you know? very true if you're trying to get more academic like credentials and get into a career of audio engineering that's not so much you know just being a dj kind right of thing yeah going to school is definitely not a bad idea but you're right there are so many good youtube videos so many good resources so many it's lots like... of ways to learn it on your own for free and also of course lots of good paid subscriptions yeah and stuff oh yeah and there's like I Patreons know. that like DJs that like if you if you're a fan of a DJ they probably have a Patreon and like yep. Chi just recently said he's gonna start teaching Ableton or the boy's been doing it for a while like yeah. artists are out here doing shit I think Mr Carmack no actually I think I'm wrong I thought he had a class and stuff but he's doing like a some kind of plug-in that he's working on. He's like, would people buy it if I got a new plugin? Or if I created a new plugin? And people were like, fuck yeah. And everyone's like, duh. Like, obviously, Carmack. Obviously. Like, that, that was a you dumb legend. question. Right. <laughs> we're not going to take st- information or something you've used. That's, you're, you're crazy if you'd think that no one would. But, um, yeah, I just did that. Got my degree in, like, audio science or Whatever the fuck, I can't remember what it's called. Integrated awesome. Audio Science. It's like a really cool name for audio yeah, engineering. For real. And like, they taught us how to do like post production with movies. They taught us how to That's obviously awesome. mix and master. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, we had to do, like, one of our assignments was to redo all of the, pretty much all the sound for a Transformers trailer, the Mark, Mark Wahlberg one. I don't remember which one that one was. But okay. the fifth one or some shit. I still got it saved on my laptop if That's I could get it fixed. Amazing though. Yeah, it was such a cool project. It was cool. We had to do like I did the voice of Optimus Prime or Yeah, I think it was like Optimus Prime. I you had to do like this one you had to do a couple of things. And I just didn't I did almost everyone but the girl. Because I was just like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, Hey guys, like whatever the fuck and just like do that, like and just be stupid. <gasps> like I should have to be funnier, but like I did all the other characters and I was like making my voice like super deep for tra- for uh, Optimus Prime like going like really fucking deep like trying to go as deep as possible with it in a bunch of takes I can't remember the lines but <laughs> it was super fun and then I used uh, a medicine track I can't remember which one it was but like the way it like kind of flowed into the action scenes like it was actually pretty dope like cause he's obviously like I don't even remember what song they used for the trailer but they obviously don't use or at least didn't at the time use those kind of songs, like electronic songs with like a drop and shit. Right. So it just kind of felt fun the way like other people did other shit and like typical songs that you hear every day. And I felt like accomplished when I like made the drop like blend with like the action scenes and shit. So like that was pretty cool. That was like I think our final actually for one of our post-production things. And then we learned live sound was a semester 
and it was like music business, live sound, post production, and then like basic or like basic production skills, which was fucking stupid. Like I don't know, he he that teacher didn't like care. You could just tell he wasn't there. He was too busy no. doing other shit because some of them are still in the industry and some of them are are just like teachers. Yeah. So he had better things to do pretty much, and he he like. I think that next semester I had to redo it because I just fucking, I was like, he doesn't care. So I kind of just gave up because I was like, that's, this is why I'm here to learn Ableton and shit. And like the one class that fucking sucks or the teacher that sucks kind of ruined it. And the way I got a different teacher, um, Sherman, no, it wasn't Sherman. Oh, he was so cool. He was a DJ back in the day, like late nineties rave scenes. And he like brought in his fucking little flyers with his name on it i was like man this dude's so fucking cool and you know he partied you could just tell like not in the worst not in a bad way you could just tell like he when he was talking about it he was like this like that was so fun and then he just kind of had to like wasn't really going that it wasn't really going anywhere because he wasn't producing like it wasn't that time it was kind of just like you're a dj and if you produce and like actually were doing that back in the day then you know he'd he'd probably still be doing it but he just was just a DJ. So then he got into um, making sound, uh, like sample packs. And I think he worked on one sample pack for like three years, he said. Yeah, just like wow. making each sound perfect. Like you have to make it sound perfect to where um, someone could just insert it into a song and it's you don't have to mix it. That's the right. idea with obviously the samples. You just plug them in and you don't have to do anything but basic EQing, if, if that. Mm-hmm. Um probably that at the least and um yeah school's cool um school is cool school is cool stay in school do your shit do your homework don't be a dick like me and like i was doing my you know working on my dream and i was like ah, this is called homework so i'd be lazy about it and yeah like, just like kind of just doing dumb shit i should have been on it like I should have had A's. I had, like, B's and C's and stuff. So, like, I definitely should have been on it more and paying attention more. Like, I where, like, I, like, I know, I remember everything and know how to do it, and I definitely progressed in my skills, like, how to train my ear, excuse me, to listen to different, li- listen for different things and how to EQ and, like, excuse me, um, wow. Um, yeah, it definitely helped me progress for sure. Um, that's why I say like going to school for that type of shit is like key because you kind of have to like work hard because you're paying for it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're just a great incentive to, right. I mean, you're going to get a lot out of it. You're going to get a lot of knowledge and especially stuff like doing film audio. Like that's, I I find that that was cool. That's something that I'd love to get into. Like one of my dream, like all time producing goals would to be like an Academy award for sound design. Oh my God. Yeah. That that would be awesome. Those guys like doing the post-production and shit. Like we did some where we were doing our own Foley. So we were just like, okay, we got to, you know, make this sound like this. And then you're like, like recording. That was like one class for like a week. And like, but like when we had to do our like finals and stuff like that, the homework assignments, we could use sample packs and shit. Like we didn't really have to. Like some some people did, for sure. But I was already that type of producer where we were using sample packs like that. Um, it was easier for me to do that because a lot of people were just like either 
don't know what they were doing and they were just brand new to it or there was some people that were like me that had a couple years in i already had like five years in in ableton by the time i went to school so everyone was like damn you're so good i was like you'll get here you're just practice you just gotta practice yeah i just been doing it for five years already or four years whatever the fuck it was and um you know there's still i still follow some of them on instagram and a lot of them are like have song called spotify and shit and they're like still a lot of them were like more like artists the way they're like singing or rapping you know what i'm saying or some people wanted to produce for artists like that but there was other than justin there was like vital there was probably like one or two other guys that were like we're here to be djs pretty much maybe three of us there was probably like no actually i think there's probably like five of us in like our class that was like there to be like djs and like producers like that making drops and shit everyone else is kind of like pop music or underground rap stuff yeah. or they wanted to be uh engineers and record bands and shit that was another thing i was thinking about doing like getting a um internship with just like a record or like a, a studio and i was like ah that does sound cool but it just sounds like you're just their assistant like yeah you're an assistant like with the audio shit like okay you need to set up one through eight and you need these this xlr you need this you know whatever you need seven xlrs or eight i mean whatever the hook you were recording you mean like six xlrs three instrument cables da 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 and get everything ready you got a drummer coming so you got to mic up the drums and all this shit like it, it definitely would have been cool but it just seemed like you just got to be their bitch for like a year and then you could become not really like the head engineer but you would be more of like more of an assistant like actually like working with them and mixing shit down instead of like grab us coffee now make sure you redo the this and clean the bathroom i was like i just don't want to do that like just that doesn't sound fun to me and that's not what I came there for. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to work in a studio, honestly, but that's not what I came there for. I came there to learn how to use Ableton because I said there was an Ableton class. I want to learn sound design. Like, that's when I was, like, really trying to, like, fucking, like, I'm still trying to create my own, my own sounds and stuff. But at that time, I was like, I want to make sure I know how to do everything from scratch and this, this, and this. And then I knew there was, like, resampling stuff and warping and shit, but, like, I was like, I need to, that's what you got to do. You got to make your own sense. And then you slowly realize like, okay, not everyone does that for every single song. They're not like, I started from this square wave and then I fucking <laughs> turned it into this. And now it's doing like a yoink. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? I know people do do that, but it's like, you know, you could resample a fucking kick drum and make it a bass if you really wanted to, or a yeah. snare and make it into like a Kimbo set. He did a snare a couple, like one, he does like, he'll make redo a snare into some kind of synth and it's like yeah that's like it's kind of cool there's the like oh, i can't believe i made this sound out of this and it's your own sound because it's not what you put in there in the from that sample yeah exactly um, it's sound design in its own right yeah i think so i was having yeah. i think i was probably having a conversation we were all like talking about back at the old apartment we were talking they're arguing with Kyle about the sound design. He's like, well, if you're not using, you know, from a square wave or a side wave, I love Kyle. But, <laughs> and, like, those those arguments were always so fun. But I'm like, warping and resampling is sound design. And, like, this is why. And he's like, if you just throw a fucking distortion on it and re-EQ it, that's not the same. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm stretching it. I'm, resamp like, actually resampling it. And, like, 
doing this, this, and this. And, like, I totally get what he's saying, but yeah. it's just a new art. There's ways to be lazy about it. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a way, like, you can just get a sample and, like, change one tiny thing about it. It's a lot less sound design-esque right. than, you know, really fucking with it and and making it sound nothing like what it was. the original sample. Right. Exactly. Like, if you so. just detune it once and then... You know, put a phaser on it. I don't think that's really sound design. No, like, not quite. No. You're just like a little bit touching lazier. up. Yeah, Still, that's. A, I mean, you know, there's no rules to it. At the there's definitely time. no rules I mean, to it. You, there's so many ways to go about it, and you know, you shouldn't let really anything get in the way of your creative flow. You know, like if if you're making a really awesome tune, like unless you're using sample per sample, not doing anything, you know, then you might get made fun of. Yeah. That. And it's just, it's a bad habit, you know? Yeah. Like the, the more experimental you get, the more you try to make it your own, Mm -hmm. the better results you'll get in the long run. Right. Then you'll be actually learning how to be a better producer exactly instead of being lazy and take shortcuts right like i mean and, i mean it's like technically you are being a producer because you're producing a track and it's like if you're recording a band you're not gonna you know you're gonna do everything they want but then you might r- arrange it in a certain way to be like okay you guys have it like you guys have a good you know structure or like you have a good outline of what you want to do but here's the way we should this should be the course at this point and this like i get that if you're doing that but if you're trying to like make your own music that's personalized from your brain you should at least try and make your own sounds yeah and it's not hard like it can seem super overwhelming oh yeah it's really not not as difficult as you might think and there's a lot of i mean producing as a whole there's a lot of things that you need to do to get your your stuff to sound good right but learning them and getting the hang of them really isn't that hard just you got to put in the work it's just practice yeah that's why it's perfect right that's why a lot of these artists that are doing big things they're not just they haven't been producing for just two years three years they're you know some of them yeah obviously there are some out there that are prodigies that just fucking get good quick and you know they they have good long careers or some just don't but a lot of them are been producing for 10 years, 9, 10, 11 years, and it's just like, yeah, eventually they blow up overnight, but it's not like they started yesterday, and then in six months they're like on a world tour. Like, that's almost rare that that's yeah. happening. Yeah, unless unless you're literally just a corporate creation. Right. You're like, okay. Industry Let's plant. get this young, good-looking DJ to have a ghost producer and just have him open for all these other super mainstream BJs. Right, and that's that's so unfulfilling. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to play it. Then you're just playing other artists' songs. Yeah. It's like, what's the fun in that? Like, I want that feeling of, like, I drop a song, and then people are like, oh, fuck. Like, what? what is that? Or, like, when you get off stage, and be like, oh, that was all me. And then it's like, oh, fuck, those, all those songs were you? It's like, yeah. Like, I've just been putting in the work, and just knowing that, like, from any artist that's doing that. It's just like, that's just so cool to me, just knowing, like, 
all originals. Yeah. Like, that's just a crazy feeling. Seeing the reaction of one of your own creations hit a dance floor and either visibly seeing the reaction or hearing it. Because I've played songs and I've heard the, ooh. Right. Like, that's my, I live for those. I mean, that's, there's nothing, it's, it's hard to top that. You yeah. Know? Like, that's such a good feeling. So creatively satisfying. It's yes. Like something that I made is creating that kind good, of rea- yeah. yeah, that kind of reaction. Yes. It's like creating this experience for someone else. Like right. Just like how comics live for getting that first. Like I just I was watching the comedy story documentary. And they, they were saying like getting that first laugh um, from the the new joke that you say. Is like what a lot of them live for. Obviously, they they live for the laughs, and it's just like same. Like getting that oh reaction, like yeah. oh, just yeah, it's like, like people's jokes are our drops, right? Exactly. Like, like their punchlines are our drops, and like yeah. they fuck like because like if a song like if they if someone hears a song and their knee jerk reaction is just to scream because they're just like what the fuck like yeah. you gotta understand that like that's not they weren't planning on like oh when this drops i'm gonna say oh they just hear it and they get a couple seconds in and they're like oh fuck like this shit's crazy and then they're jumping around like you know it's it's de- it's one of the better feelings for sure yeah which is even i mean probably the best reason right to, uh, Produce what your own shit. Yeah. And not, not go the easy route and be lazy about every, everything about it. Right. You know? It's like if you have a ghost producer, like I just I don't know. I get maybe if you're super busy, like Steve Aoki doing all these shows every. I mean, now that COVID happened, he's finally got a break. But like, I just couldn't imagine being that busy to where. God, excuse me. Um. Or you need a ghost producer just yeah. because you can't even fucking, you can't take like, like even a couple hours on your tour. Like I get it if it's a lot. Like I've seen his documentary where he's just like two, three shows a day sometimes depending on where he is. Like, that's like that's a lot, like an hour, hour and a half or whatever. Like that's a lot. That's like I would. Yeah, and trying to, trying to make it in time and like always like just be on. Right on the move right like. barely sleeping he was saying like i don't know if you've seen the documentary i would recommend it um it's really cool but it's just like he sometimes will get like a just like a 30 minute nap or whatever it is just from one vent like just a car ride he just takes a nap and it, or you know to travel he'll take a nap and like yeah he obviously works on some tracks but like you you just hear that he has ghost producers and stuff like that you look it up and they have ghost producers because they're so busy and it's like i couldn't like, yes, like with Zed, like I saw somewhere that like these two artists started to track and then they sent it to another producer to work on it with like a vocalist and then Zed gets it in the end and then arranges it and makes, polishes it up and maybe switches a couple things and then, and then it's his. I guess that's kind of cool for how busy those guys are, but like still in the end, I kind of want to. I'd rather those other producers get credit. As right, well. I think they they probably do honestly, but it's not going to be called like a, it's not going to be a collab. It's going to be Zed, right. and then if you look it up on Wikipedia or something, that's going to say they'll have the credits within there and like, yeah, oh, like other writers, by, yeah. yeah, written yeah. by Zed or what his real name, and then this producer, that producer, 
um, and the vocalist. But I would rather it be backwards where it's like I start a track, then I send it off to a friend and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Maybe do maybe do your own remix to it and see it, like if it's dope or not. And, uh, and then get it back and then finish it off if I had to. Like if it was like I had to get like a get some shit done and I can't all like fully finish it and I would do that but just like with people I trust like that might know my sound similar to what I would want you know yeah um yeah speaking of collabs and such we got a few tracks coming out we do have some tracks in the works I definitely want us to uh I definitely want to start releasing through labels, just yes. like shopping the tracks out. Just be like, hey, what do you guys think? Do you like this or not? And like, if not, um, then fuck it. We'll just do some self releases and just yeah. get them out there. But I feel like yeah, if we'll we just, yeah, I just feel like if we take, I mean, my laptop's out of commission. You don't have Ableton yet, so we can't really work yeah. on stuff, um, which kind of sucks for me because it does suck. It sucks. I mean, I hate it. Not having the ability to make music is, it's a killer. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's, uh, Especially when it's your dream, your yeah. passion. And it's just like, I have Ableton 8 on my old laptop. Like my laptop's OS, OS is like, it still clicks. The MacBook, it still clicks for the volume. Like, I don't even want, I don't even know if I want to update it because the clicks are gone with the volume shit. And that was like one of my favorite things. Oh no. Yeah. So Deal like, breaker. Right. So it's like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to update it. It might just stay like that forever, honestly. And just keep that Ableton on there. Like I've been working on songs here and there, but I know I can't do much with it. And it's like, I can get some songs done and get them some songs, some songs started and a couple songs that I put out now. I made on that old laptop, and um, they work. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely, I know what I'm doing compared to what I was doing before with it. Like, I go back and listen to old songs, and, like, the structure is just off. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, you know, like, there's, like, the dark gray and the light gray sections in Ableton. Some of the songs would be, like, half a bar off just a little bit because, or half a bar off a little bit just because I, like, just didn't line it up right. Like, I lined it up in the beginning perfectly and then, like, just didn't care about bars. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just didn't care about the structure at all for whatever reason. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, then schooling helped me with it. Like, pay attention to what you're doing. Like, I knew how to count and all that stuff, but I wasn't really, like, following structure until I, like, would take a song and, like, okay, this is how you line up songs and, like, really started figuring it out and getting better at DJing. Then I started, like, understanding structure because that's what i practiced most out of all my in the beginning i was just like i just got to get structure down i don't want to be i don't want to not know what i'm doing with structures i want to know when the intro is the bridge the drop you know the break whatever the fuck like i i really practiced that for like a good couple years yeah like getting that structure down i would recommend that definitely first before even trying to do sound design and trying to make the next sound because sure you might but if you don't know how to put it in place if you don't know how to structure it and like know your phrasing and stuff it's really gonna show oh for sure and like for sure yeah and it's just like it's it's not fun because then it throws people off yeah like there's a there's a nightmare workshop 
I've, I've seen that one. That one's good. Where he kind of talks about how he does structure, and he basically just makes the skeleton of a track and will just copy and paste a drum pattern or something like that yep. over, like, the course of what, you know, the track you know, would like pretty much be. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of rearrange it accordingly and do, like, every four bars or eight mm. bars and just, you know. I actually started doing that because of him. Like yeah. I was like, oh, uh, I'm going to write this drop real quick. And then if I start off with the drop or whatever it is, I might start off with the melody for an intro or whatever the fuck intro. Mm. And then I'll do it all the way across until I get to like up until maybe like just the first drop from the intro to the first drop. I'll like line all that up. And then once I figure out the intro and the build up, I'll copy it over and then I'll make a second drop in, you know, I'll try and mix it up for the second drop. Yeah, yeah. It's always the goal. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good definitely there's there's easy ways to kind of create like a template almost. Yeah. Which just makes the whole process easier cuz yeah. then you can There's just less to think about. Right, you can just go yeah. back and replace some things or excuse me, add some things. Yeah. But definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to get our tracks out for sure. I am too. <clears throat> you've, yeah. Listeners of Webstay Weekly, you've probably heard two of the three of them live. At least, yeah. If you've seen either myself either or Seth. Yeah. You've heard the Wobbler. At least three out of the five EP. Yeah. yeah. There's one I, I don't think I ever exported. Yeah. You know the one. I think so. I kind of forgot some of them. I re- I, ple- I opened up with the most recent set that I did um, this past Saturday, like the Coast to Coast with the Chaos Tracks homies and um, Admesia. Is that what it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I opened up with that, and then I played one of your songs second, and then oh. I got into our set, and then or into my set of just like other songs and shit. Um, if you guys want to check that out, it's on Chaos, Chaos Tracks. KNC, uh, something like that. Um, I can't remember their Twitch, their whole Twitch name, but um, those guys are dope, and they gave us our own section of uh, of the street. We pretty much had our own day because I didn't see anyone else. They were supposed to be two other guys, and then they just – I never saw them. Like, I never saw the – like, I'm following them on Twitch, so you get a notification if someone's streaming, if they're streaming, and they never popped up. And Mason was just like, you guys can start whenever – and then it was supposed to. It was like supposed to be like me, Illy, Smiles, um, and then Slow Boy, and Jay Fett. After a while, we tried to get Jay Fett, but he couldn't make it. And then Riley, but then he couldn't make it because he his car wouldn't make it in the snow. He's got yeah. a Mustang, so he's like, I don't think I could drive in this shit. Like, it's not gonna work out. Like, I'm sorry, guys. It snowed so bad, just out of nowhere. Yeah. The night before, which was bullshit, but. Cody was still at work. It was like he like kind of works out of town like two sometimes. He has to go, so he's like three hours away. And then um, Jake sent in his mix, all original, super dope. And um, then Mike played, and then I played, and then we did a back to back. And then I played pretty much all originals up until like the last probably like twenty minutes or something. I kind of like to just do a bunch of originals in the beginning, and then. Towards the end, I like to play like other shit, just to be like, I know how to, 
I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I, I have my originals. I hope you like them, but I also know how to mix other shit. So it doesn't seem like I'm just like know how to only mix my stuff, which it can get to that point sometimes for artists. They only know how to mix their own shit. Um, at least for some people, it seems like that. Like people, artists who are like really honing their craft of just like playing their own songs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. It was cool. I like I like doing the streams because it's like it's really showing like you're really trying to be creative with like the visuals and shit. Like we're doing the visual aspect of it and like s- slow has been really just killing it with the visuals and is like really trying to learn like Resolume and he's trying to get like uh some kind of program like C four D, Cinema Four D yeah, to Cinema like 4D. Yeah, he's, make his own. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to like start into that. I'm like you're wild. Like it's I tried. Vicious. That's yeah. Yeah. I was like, I tried it. I kind of I downloaded a demo <clears throat> on like Amanda's computer because my computer wouldn't hold it at the time when it was on. I was just like, man, this is fucking wild. Like I need to like actually sit down and like watch videos and how to do shit because it would just get into a point. Where I was like, fuck. Like this is so hard. Like it's just, it's like a whole new world for me. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, those have been fun. I'm definitely gonna take a break right now so I could get like my imagery up. Like I got a new logo, but we're still working on it. Uh, Dan Bailey hit me up. Nice. Like yeah, a couple weeks or a couple weeks or like a month, month or so ago because I was like, I need logo help, and like all these people just like started being like, here I tagged a buddy, I tagged this person, like I'm sharing it so we could f- figure out. And I got a guy, he was dope. And he he did the logo exactly what I wanted, uh, very close to it at least. It was it's not I don't know exactly what I want, so I don't want to say that. But he got something that's like really cool. And then Dan hit me up and he was like, "Hey, like, I really want to help with your logo. So if you got any ideas, let me know." Excuse me, I'm like very gassy right now. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, no worries. But he was just like, "Yeah, I really want to help. Like, I'll, I'm down to do it for free right now because I get I need stuff from my resume." or my portfolio and I was like fuck yeah and I drew some shit out and, and I'm still waiting you know I hope and want him to take his time obviously so I'm chilling I sent him a couple ideas a couple days later after talking to him and, and so yeah um he hasn't responded but, or even like a okay got you or whatever so I'm just kind of waiting and hoping he's like check this shit out and it's just perfect you know what I'm saying which I oh, yeah. I think it's gonna be super dope honestly he's mega talented You're right that's what I'm saying like I'm so excited to see what he's even coming up with because I know if there's something a little off I know he'll just be like I'll be like hey can you just fix this and I know he'll he'll definitely handle it for me which I'm super excited for especially now especially because he's a homie too So it's, like, even more of, like, a not just a rando guy, like, okay, here's your thing, bye. I feel like Dan will be more, like, okay, this is the homie. Let me make sure it's dope. I want him to really like it and, like, da-da-da, not, like, here's a paycheck. Let me just try and get it done or whatever. I'm sure they're not everyone's like that, but I just feel like that's how it kind of is. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't make that – I don't make design. I don't make visuals like that, so – yeah, I don't and, know. How to... You know, everyone's got their own stuff going on, so exactly trust the process. Right, exactly. So I'm just I'm super excited for that. So I want to take a little break. I I I know I just did that chaos tracks uh, stream, but I found out about that like two three months ago before I even decided 
to take a break. So like mm-hmm. anything, any other shows right now, I'm just going to kind of cancel just because I do want to have some kind of visual aspect to my shows. Yeah. That's, you know, that helps build your brand. Right. Enforces, you know, who High Fives is. Exactly. You know, having the imagery to go along with the name and the sound. Right. I want it to be a whole experience. Like, yeah. I just want people to come. Th- I want people to show up to my show expecting, not knowing what to expect from now on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they're going to come and get a great show. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to. You know, I do my best every set. I try and throw down as much as I can and do what I can to get the crowd going and playing fun tracks. But, like, I really want people to show up and be like, oh, fuck, like, High Fives is out here, like, trying to be the best that he can be. Like, I want to be the best, like, at this. And I want people to just really love what I – just love the experience and leave and just like, holy shit, like, that was – What the fuck did I I just experience? Exactly. Right. It's like going like, like almost every G Jones show I've gone to, I'm just like, what did I just see? Like, his like visuals are just so simple, but it's just like, not at the same time. It's like, fuck, man. Like, his music is incredible, so that definitely helps. Yeah. So it's like, I want to get to that level, for sure. Yeah, G Jones uh, sets a good example of what you can do with mm-hmm. bass music and how far you can go and how much success you can have oh yeah and like he's you could just tell he's a nice dude and everyone says like he's the nicest guy they yeah. anyone's ever met and it's like yeah you're humble nice and you're probably like and you are top tier dj not probably are you yeah he is top tier like oh yeah people definitely can say that he's one of the top dogs in this bass scene in the bass music scene for sure yeah he had uh there was like an article written about him in rolling stone or something like that oh shit yeah oh wow i didn't know that yeah that's that's huge yeah that's how far he's wow moved up the music world damn yeah i hope one day rolling stones puts like like some kind of dj on on there i'm sure they had like big djs on there yeah. i don't know i would be surprised if skrillex is right i'm sure there, I'm sure skrillex know, has one or names. a yep aoki or something but yeah. i want this someone they're just like this new artist for them you know what i'm saying this new yeah. artist g jones fucking is doing this with his music understanding the mind of g jones something that'd be a cool title for i'd, I'd buy it oh yeah like just be like, damn, like, wow, well, we're really on the map. Like, yeah, this might type need of to shit. get a subscription to Rolling Stone. Right, and fuck start covering it. Covering DJs. Right, that I would mean, be, that'd be insane. D, you know, DJs are on the up and up still, you know, as far as mainstream popularity. Right. Like DJs and just electronic music, bass music in general. Yeah. There's, It's still relatively untapped as far as, you know, just how good it is and how far it can go right you know? i mean the other the underground is always going to be the underground but right you know that it's it's pretty easy to differentiate you know like good quality bass music that like someone tried to make not sound like everything else mm-hmm. and just kind of be fresh and, and well produced and yep just trying to change the game just what they're what they're doing yeah like g yeah. jones perfect example of just like what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah, and he he never <laughs> stuck to, like, you know, 
Like, he didn't ever lean towards pop music and start making things that sound popular. He always pushed the envelope. Yeah. And he kept rising to where he is now. Oh, yeah. He continues to garner respect and and, uh, do bigger and better shows. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. It's great to see the rise. To see that. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, he's, like, kind of almost the king of experimental bass music as far as, you know his place on the totem pole mm-hmm. in the industry. But, you know, like I said, underground is still going to be the underground. You're always right. going to have that underrated, unheard of producer who's making the most mind-bending right. fucking beats. Oh, yeah. It's like G. Jones is big for us, but there's, I'm sure there's a bunch of people in other countries that just don't even know who the fuck he is. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the bass music that I, a lot of friends I know listen to, it's mostly from North America. Right. And there's a whole other fucking catalog of oh, good yeah. shit oh, across yeah. the pond. Oh, yeah. Like, all, oh. ki- all kinds of good sound design. Like, some might argue that it's almost better produced. Right. Those guys out there are in just the UK fucking... They're just and, wild with and it. some of those European yeah. destinations, but... Yeah, there's some shit I, I'm just like... I've never. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, it's more of like some some of the tracks I've been finding that are just like, like just up, like European somewhere, like London or whatever. And then it's like deep dub shit. And like they're keeping it old school pretty much, but now it's deep dub. Um, But there's some sound design. I'm just like, holy fuck. Like I never thought I would listen to something this like, quote unquote, slow compared to what I usually listen to. It's more hype. And I usually can only make hype music. I don't know why I can't make chill or shit. Like, I'll try and make something chill, and people are like, I can mosh to this. And like, ah, <laughs> damn it. I wanted you to fucking chill and bob your head or something. Like, I just can't do it. Um, That's not necessarily the worst problem to have. It's not the worst problem at all, but it would be nice to just be like, hey, here's a chiller, deep deep dub track or something I've, I've i definitely have some that i've been playing out that are more chill more on the deeper side and cause i'm just trying to i'm trying to tap into that and just really i don't like to just make one one style of music i try and do everything i'll try and make some house i'll try and make some drum and bass some halftime you know trap is my home and like house is like my home Bases for music that I like to fuck around with. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely not trying to stick to one genre or BPM. That's for damn sure. That's what's up. Yeah. More power to people who do because their sound is, they're they're owning their sound real quick. Yeah. But if you could do your own sound with different genres, even cooler. Yeah. Multiple ways to approach it. Right, for right. Sure. For sure. Well... Before we wrap up the podcast, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about uh, your new podcast. Yes, actually. You, you and young Michael. Young Slow and I. Young Slow. We have been working the last, what, like month and some change on the podcast, getting a little catalog up and just practicing and making sure that we like know what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Kind of get trying to get comfortable yeah. and trying to get less nervous on the mic and stuff like that and getting my stories 
collected like you know just kind of just trying to get better at conversating like, yeah having stuff to talk about and right how to keep the conversation going right just like asking questions or just having some topics ready to go like it's yeah that helps yes for sure yeah. that's what that's what i did for the first few weeklies and then kind of just started to think of stuff on the spot and like okay I just jot some stuff down right before we record right for this one i didn't do anything because yeah i mean we've we already did the podcast yeah we actually just and, recorded I mean, one we've known each other for a while so yeah so like, it's, it's easy to kinda, talk yeah we can just talk yeah because i know um yours won't be right away we're, we're trying to decide if we're going to do every five or every ten episodes for guests um, so we don't, we don't really know too, what yet. I feel like every five could be cool, but then I don't want people to expect it if I, we don't have a guest, something, and maybe like every 10 episodes would probably be easier for us to try and like get someone like, Hey, in two weeks, can you come on the podcast? Or like, I want to be able to plan it out to where it's like, I mean, honestly, every five probably wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. It's one a once, week. Once you get into the groove, you'll, you'll probably want to start to up that number because I guarantee right. people will start to ask you, like, oh, I want to be on the podcast. Right, exactly. And have people, like, already in the pipeline. Ready to go. Ready to go. Yep. Yeah. So, be like, what, like, every every, every month there's at least one guest-ish month, month and a half, month and some there change. Yeah. But it's like every four weeks. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Every beginning of the month, every first one of the month. So, yeah, that should be coming out. I think we're going to do... Um, Wednesdays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays? No, yours comes out Wednesday, so we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do... <laughs> no, good call. Yeah, I just thought good about that. Good call. I like, yes, they could listen to that one and then come to ours. Like, I've, I do that all the time. I would listen to four or five different podcasts a shift, like, so, or at least three different podcasts a shift. So I know people can do it, but I just don't want that to happen. So I think maybe, like, Monday... Um, Actually, probably like Tuesday or Thursday now that I think about it because then we could – I know Mike and I would only be able to record Fridays and Saturdays, maybe Sunday, so then we could have at least two or three days to get – because we're going to do video as well. Yeah. Which and, I Yeah, know, and you'll definitely need time to – We're going to need some time to just – Chop it up. Yeah, and... add some intros and stuff like that and just make it fun so where it's not just like, okay, press record and here we go. Like I want to add some shit to it. Maybe like if we talk about something, add a picture up, you know, just – just doing things that like people are already doing like the big podcasters are doing so yeah that that's gonna be coming out sometime in march the first week of march um yeah i expect guests local and we're gonna shoot for bigger artists as well and it's gonna take some time to get that oh yeah that push to where people are listening it's like yeah we get you know we get this amount of listeners a week and if you'd love to come on like the bigger names won't need that much help but you know what i'm saying but like right. local guys That'd be so much fun to get down. Um, yeah. Um, shit, fucking. If you, you guys want to, or what? Are you willing to reveal the name of the podcast? Oh, I should probably let people know. It's called Dirty Hurts Podcast with Slow Boy and High Fives. Hey, you heard it here first. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Expect that soon. We're in, Feb we're in February now, so expect that next month. Um,. I'd say if you guys want to, you can follow me on different on my different socials. I got Instagram, uh, X High Fives X, uh, my Twitter. <coughs> I think this one. I always forget this one. High Fives. Uh, high Fives is spelled H I G H F I V E S underscore for Twitter. And then if you guys want to, I'm on Facebook at like 
high fives or H dot fives, but I'm barely on Facebook, which is kind of it's kind of dumb. But what are you gonna do? And hey, if if you're not on Facebook and in Ableton, then right, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, exactly. So it's like, uh, and we'll link all your stuff too. Yeah, so perfect. Yeah, if, so if you, you didn't have a pen and paper ready, to, right. Then if your phone right if your phone well, I expected your phones to be out ready to follow my socials but yeah if you guys aren't taking notes during these then what are you doing all these doing? awesome tips and all these stuff like that so yeah I got you know I got high fives hangout for my TikTok and YouTube um I, I'll post vlogs here and there and stuff like that but yeah um Dirty Hertz podcast um should be up. Uh, on the podcast app and Spotify and wherever Red Circle distributes. Um, yeah, see you guys there. Hell yeah. Yeah, this was super fun. I'm glad we did it. The last podcast we did at, we re- obviously recorded, we just said we recorded with you on the Dirty Hearts podcast, and that one was super fun. Yeah. First that guest awesome. that we're going to have on the podcast. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I'm excited I'm for that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. I've never done a video podcast, so yeah, that one was exciting for me. Definitely want to take this podcast in that direction at some yeah, point. Yeah, definitely going to have to. One thing at a time. Yeah, know. it'll take some time. Plus, if you figure out a set, like we don't really know what our set's going to be. We kind of just been doing it at Mike's and then a little bit at our, at my place. So we're trying to figure out where we're, where we're going to do it. Um, we might be a traveling podcast where we just kind of do it where we can. Well, you're um, always welcome to come here, and we can do another yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely. You already know. We definitely want you to be reoccurring for sure, because that was that was good. And I feel like a lot of people will like our banter. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Ba- banter makes the podcast. Oh yeah. Definitely. Don't want to get stale now. Right. Exactly. Well, fuck yeah! Thank you for having me. That was fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Once again. Fuck yeah! Well, this has been high fives, and your boy yeah, synchronize. Yeah. See you guys at Wub's Day tonight. Be safe. Stay warm. Peace out. Love you. Bye.